0: Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is the Driver's Seat Podcast, where we chat all things manifestations, self-improvement, limiting beliefs, as well as motherhood and pregnancy. I meet with exciting and informative guests to provide you with tools to help you ensure that you're sitting in the driver's seat of your own life. So if you're looking for ways to make change and take control of your life, or maybe you just need a safe space where you can feel validated, look no further. you found the right spot. Welcome. To the driver's seat. Hello there, welcome back to another episode of the Driver's Seat Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today we're going to be chatting about limiting beliefs, what they are, how they can impact our lives, and what you can do to change them. This episode's kind of a follow on from last week's episode where I chatted about why your opinion of yourself is the only opinion that matters. So if you haven't given that a listen, definitely go give that one a listen. They really do interlink quite a lot. But this is such a broad topic, I just want to make sure I'm covering all the bases. Regarding limiting beliefs, you probably would have heard that term before. If you haven't, some people refer to them as self-fulfilling prophecies. So basically we're going to be talking about how your thoughts control your life and how what you think is attracted into your life. So let's start with what is a limiting belief actually? Basically, it's something that you think about a particular object or way of life or how you perceive the world that ultimately controls what you're capable of. It's very subconscious and it's usually something we picked up in our childhood through experience or something that we've witnessed. To make it a little clearer, let me give you an example. Growing up, I always believed that you had to work super hard for money and that men were supposed to earn more money than women. Because growing up, my dad traveled a lot for work and he worked really long hours to provide for our family, which of course I'm very grateful for. And my mom stayed at home to look after us and she didn't have a job until I turned 13 and basically she got a job because it was like something for her to do, as opposed to her viewing it as a way to bring in an equal amount of financial support to our household. And that in turn gave me the limiting belief that men are supposed to work harder than women and that they're supposed to be earning more than women. It also gave me the limiting belief that women can't have it all. You can't have a successful business and be a very committed mother. So something like that, you would then need to look at and think, is that the truth or is that just my truth? Because in reality, we know now that women can earn just as much as, as men. We are fully capable of having successful businesses and being committed mothers. There's millions of women doing it every single day. So why not me? Why have I created that limiting belief for myself and put like a, a glass ceiling of what I can actually achieve? There's no actual reason why that's the case. It's just something that I've told myself for years and years and years. So obviously everybody's limiting beliefs would be different. My limiting belief of men earn more than women and rightfully should do, which I just want to sidebar for a second. I don't think that anymore, okay? But anyway, everybody's limiting beliefs will be different and will be based on, like I said, what you picked up in your childhood. Now, these limiting beliefs are so ingrained in us that we don't even realize that we are doing it. And that's why self-reflection is so important in any kind of self-help journey. Because if you don't actively look for your limiting beliefs, you probably won't even notice them. And you'll be continuously making yourself small. You will continuously not be capable of achieving what you rightfully should do. Because you keep telling yourself subconsciously that you can't do it. Without even realizing it. I know, it's a little complicated. But I guarantee you sit down and you think about exactly why you aren't achieving what you set out to achieve and you will find a very underlying limiting belief somewhere in your subconscious. Now I must warn you, the experience of unpacking a limiting belief can be really daunting. It's really personal and it kind of hits you in the face and it can be quite emotional because it's something that you've been telling yourself for multiple years And you come to the realisation that you're the one that put yourself in that box. You're the one that lies to yourself about this limiting belief. So it can be quite shocking when you realise that you've been holding yourself back. It's a way of your subconscious ego protecting itself or protecting you. Because it can be scary to actually achieve what you dream of. It can be very daunting. Now, a lot of people will say, What Sarah? I don't have any limiting beliefs. Like... I'm just, like, my truth is the truth. Well, I'm going to encourage you to look back on your life. I know many people have this issue. You set a goal for yourself and you say, this week is it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick to it perfectly. I have a plan of action. I know exactly what I'm going to do. And you're so motivated. And you say, I'm going to start tomorrow. And then you go to bed. You wake up. And the first day goes, great. You're so, you like, so happy, you aced it, you did everything step to step and then the next day comes and the next day and slowly but surely throughout the week the wheels start falling off and it gets to like four days later and you're like oh I'm really off track, I'm just going to completely throw everything out the window and I'll start again on Monday, I'll start again next week, that's fine and then you'll get to like three weeks of doing this over and over again and you'll be like now it's just not the time I just I can't be bothered right now I'll try again in like a month often it's a goal that you've been wanting to achieve for ages it's like whether it be months or years is something that's been on the back of your mind but somehow there's always an obstacle and if you reflect on that I'm sure that you would figure out that it's only you you are the obstacle your thoughts are the things that are stopping you From achieving that goal. Because deep down inside, you don't believe that you can ever achieve it. And you need to figure out why. Who said something to you? What did you witness as a child? What experience have you internalized and decided actually you can't? You still dream that you can, and that's why you continuously go on this roller coaster ride. But until you actually figure out where that belief came from, you disarm it and you move on, there's no way that you can achieve it. Actually, you could potentially achieve the goal. It's just going to take you a hell of a lot longer and it's going to be a hell of a lot more difficult. A good way to identify your limiting beliefs is just to be aware of your thought processing. For example, have you ever seen a woman driving a really fancy car and your first thought is, I wonder what her husband does for work, as if she's incapable or could, definitely not be earning enough money to have bought that car herself now I like to think that in today's day and age we stop ourselves and we think a woman can rightfully own and have paid for fully for a very nice car and her husband doesn't have to buy her things like that she can buy them for herself but I do find sometimes I have to stop myself and remind myself of those things because I'm gonna be honest for a very long time those were my first thoughts I'd see a woman with some kids in the back or a baby seat maybe or maybe there's no kids in the car either and that she would just be driving a really nice car and I'd be like oh must be nice wish I had a rich husband and now I'm shook like I'm so shook with myself that I ever thought that way because of course she can buy that car herself I have no insight into her life whatsoever so right there is a limiting belief because I don't know this woman at all. She's passed me by in a car. I've decided that her husband must have bought her that car. So I'm telling myself I could never buy a car like that unless my husband bought it for me. Mind-blowing, isn't it? So I'm so thankful that... I've identified some of these limiting beliefs. Otherwise, you know, like, I totally want to be able to buy myself a nice car and tell people, like, I bought this for myself, by myself. And I will, and I can. There's no reason for me not to, other than me telling myself these lies. You get to choose what your life looks like. You are completely in control of your destiny. Your thoughts will it be attracted into your life. If you have negative thoughts, jealous thoughts, thoughts, if you have insecure thoughts constantly, if you're not aligned with your purpose, those things will show up in your life because you're thinking about them all the time. So sit down and decide what you do with your 24 hours in the day. That was another limiting belief I had for a long time. I don't have enough time. I could never start my own business. I could never run multiple companies, have a side hustle or... I could never achieve whatever my goal was at the minute because I don't have enough time in the day. And then I would sit down and my iPhone would tell me, hey, Sarah, you spent two and a half hours, three and a half hours, maybe some days on Instagram. Thanks, Steve Jobs. Thanks for reminding me that actually I have more time in the day than I realized. And I definitely don't need to be spending my time staring at other people's lives. What could I have done better today? How could I have managed my time better? These are the things that you need to be putting in place. And I guarantee if you don't like to reflect, it's because you don't like the answers that you get. You're so stuck in your ways. You don't want to change. And that's fine. Sometimes we're not ready. You need some more time to process. You have to get really uncomfortable, really unhappy in your life to get to a point where you want to change. I'm trying to encourage people to be proactive. I really hope that you don't allow yourself to get into a bad spot and that's when you decide to make the change. I hope you kind of go, hey, I don't really like where I'm headed. This is not a nice path to go down. I'm going to change direction here and I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do some reflection and see where I need to make the changes. And not just like, I need to drink some more water. I only drink two liters. I'm going to drink three liters of water a day. I'm going to stop eating so much chocolate. I'm going to go for an extra walk. I'm going to schedule in some me time. Yes, those things are important, but they aren't going to bring life-changing experiences. That's not going to be enough. You need to actually do deep reflection. You need to dive deep into your thoughts Even the ones that are so subconscious, you've been thinking them probably almost your whole life and you need to unlearn them. So how can we work on these limiting beliefs? Some things that I like to do is firstly journaling. If you are on a self-help journey of any kind, you should be journaling. It can be really uncomfortable at first, but it eventually will become a very natural part of your reflection process. And if you just like literally write down the thoughts as they pop into your head focus on a certain thought process whatever it is that works for you and write down the thoughts as they come into your head don't try and control them just let them pop in and then write it down as it's coming out in your brain and once the thought is finished you reflect back and I'm not saying write a sentence and then reflect back you want to look at a whole page maybe two pages of writing and be like there it is There's the limiting belief. It's written down. I see it with my own eyes. And even as it's popping into your head and you're writing it down, sometimes like while I'm writing, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. I found it. And once it's staring at you on that page and you go wow, I don't believe that I have enough time in the day because when I was younger, my mum and dad said I was focused on too many things at once and that you can't be successful that way. So you should do one thing at a time and do it really well and then move on to the next thing. So when I'm focused on my goals, I can only focus on one thing at a time so if I don't feel like doing that one thing today, I don't do anything that day because I don't allow myself to be focused on more than one project at a time. And that's why I believe I don't have any time in the day because ultimately I'm using my time doing nothing because it's not aligned with the project because I have multiple things that I would like to do. I hope that made sense to you because it makes sense to me. A mind blowing stuff, isn't it? I don't know if you had a similar experience in your childhood. Another way that you can deal with your limiting beliefs is to, once you've identified them, write them down as a sentence and then rewrite your new story. So let's say, for the sake of the examples I've used, I don't believe women can have successful businesses and earn lots of money, as well as be committed mothers. Underneath that, I'm then going to write my new belief, which is, There are women around the world that are successfully running multiple businesses and earning tons of money while still being dedicated and loving mothers. Just look at Oprah. So you can see then that we have our limiting belief. We have our new belief and then we're going to make that our affirmation. Limiting beliefs are something you've been believing for many years. So we can't just write it on a piece of paper and now that's what we believe. We need to have it ingrained in our subconscious. And the only way for it to become subconscious is for it to be in our conscious first. So we need to remind ourselves of this new belief every time it pops up in our life. I find it helpful to read through these affirmations in the morning so that I can remind myself of what I want to carry with me through the day. Another reason I suggest writing them down. Something else to bear in mind about limiting beliefs is they are very enforced by society. A lot of the time, what we believe is because of our environment and because of what society tells us to believe. So I encourage you also to sit with your thoughts and ask yourself, is this something I believe? Or is this because I think everybody else believes this? For a long time, women had to be given permission from men to achieve things. It's taken a very long time for women to get to a place in society now where we can choose to be equal. In my opinion, we're not 100% equal. But that's a different topic all on its own. And now you are able to achieve whatever the hell you want. And that can be really scary because for generations and generations, women were asked to sit quietly in the corner while men went out and achieved all these big things. So when we look over time at role models, there's like very specific people that come to mind, specific women, and we think that they're the exception to the rule. We're like, oh, well, she's amazing. Of course, she was going to do that, but not me. And if you look in your immediate family or the immediate individuals, the immediate women around you, it's more likely that they're not going to have achieved something extraordinary to the point that it feels like you could do the same thing. And that's just because we are only now getting the opportunities to do so. A lot of the time when talking to women about business and things like that, their role models are men because they aren't enough women taking stands and making big moves to inspire other women. So we play small, we keep ourselves safe, and it's what society has encouraged women to do for a very, very long time. So you need to sit and decide why do you believe that your dreams are unrealistic or unachievable? Why do you think that you're dreaming too big? If you don't know Georgie Stevenson she's a fantastic life coach she doesn't actually coach anymore but she has so many helpful resources I'll link her Instagram below she's got endless amounts of self-help resources some free programs as well she's an excellent resource go and use her anyway so Georgie talks about this very interesting concept of quantum leaping this is a little bit more advanced I guess you have to have been pretty involved in your self-help journey but I'm trying to give you like a broad spectrum of ways that you can deal with your limiting beliefs. So quantum leaping is basically the idea of jumping into the future within your mind. Now I know this sounds a little woo-woo. But I really find it helps. So let's say that you wanted to buy a house. And the house is 500,000 of whatever currency you live in. It's, it's a decent amount. It's a big amount but it's like doable. And you sit there and you think, okay, but in 10 years time, I want a house that's 10 million. And it almost feels like a joke or a dream and you say it out loud and you don't actually believe it. But if you allow yourself to actually start to believe it, it becomes petrifying and you think, who am I? Who am I to own a house that's 10 million? No, I can't do that. But where in the world does it say that? Where does it say that you can't? Why have you chosen to believe that you can't own a house? That's 10 million. I'm like leaving the the currency off. So it feels a bit awkward saying it like that. But insert your currency here. So quantum leaping is essentially this exercise that works your dreaming muscle. So it allows you to work on that. I do feel like it goes well with manifesting you want to sit there and then feel those emotions as well feel what would it feel like if you actually owned a house that was worth 10 million in social currency here because if you can dream it you can have it there are people on the planet that have houses they own their house and it's worth 10 million so why not you and whatever popped into your head when i asked you that question just then that's a limiting belief instantly sit there with that and it was probably something like because nobody in my family has that or because I never will that's not good enough sit there for longer why do you think those things and where did they come from because until you disarm them you will never achieve it you're nowhere near attracting a 10 million in social currency here kind of house into your life if you can't even believe that one day it's possible I also find that limiting beliefs can be put on to us from our family and we believe that we've chosen a certain life path and we can't stray from that life path. So we're easily influenced by the people closest to us. So growing up, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a preschool teacher. I'm going to have my own preschool. And that's like the biggest dream. And it was safe. It was achievable. It was like big, but not too big. Like it's an exciting thing. And then one day I just sat there and thought like, do I actually want that? Or is that like, A really nice dream that somebody else chose for me. It's very easy to blame our parents for a lot of our thought processing. But it's actually us who have internalized some of the things that they've said. So yes, I guess growing up I would have been like, I want to be a teacher. And I became a qualified teacher. And potentially like there was an adult person in my life that painted a beautiful picture of what I could do with that. And it became owning and running my own preschool. And now I'm just like, holy cow, I could think of nothing worse. And if that's your job and that's your dream, go for it. It's not mine and I don't want it. But for a very long time, I tried to convince myself that that's what I wanted. I wasted a lot of time, a lot of money on doing something that I wasn't even keen on. But I didn't even sit down and take the time to reflect and ask myself what I wanted. I just kind of followed what other people told me I should want. And hey, that sounds like a really nice life. But living in fear just gets you nowhere. Living in fear of the fact that you might actually achieve your wildest dreams is not good enough. So we procrastinate and we come up with an excuse as to why we should play it safe again. And then we feel bad for not achieving what we actually want. And that's just no way to live. You're doing a disservice to the world I truly believe that each of us is born with special gifts and talents that are unique to us. They might be similar to other people's, but they're still your gifts. And if you aren't living your authentic self, you are depriving the world of those gifts. And I'm not talking about you can read minds or levitate objects. I mean, like, maybe you genuinely just have the kindest purest soul and your energy and the aura you give off to other people is so uplifting that it's a disservice if they don't get to be a part of that if other people don't get to feel that feeling from you it doesn't need to be essentially extra special they are extra special because they're yours and by putting yourself in a box and making yourself small you aren't just deserving yourself you are just doing a disservice to other people too the planet needs you To be living your authentic self so you just need to drop that victim mentality and i'm so guilty of this one often tell myself i'm so tired i'm so drained i can't do this But sometimes I just snap myself out of it and realize I'm just scared and I'm living in fear that I might actually achieve everything I want. And there's a part of me that feels undeserving or unworthy. So I'm going to procrastinate because when you're living your authentic self, whatever work you're doing should feel amazing. It should feel uplifting. It should feel right within you. And yes, anybody that does work is going to feel drained, is going to feel tired at some point. So rest and get back to it. But ask yourself first, am I actually drained? Am I actually tired? Or am I coming up with an excuse? Am I putting myself into a box again because I'm living in fear? Another good way for you to identify limiting beliefs is to listen to what you say about other people and about yourself. So let's say I often say I'm such a procrastinator. Oh my gosh, I procrastinate all the time. I need to decide if that's something I want to identify with. Am I okay with being a procrastinator? If the answer is yes to that, then it's fine. But if the answer is no, actually, I don't want to be a procrastinator, then I've put that limiting belief on myself. I believe I am a procrastinator and therefore I will continue to procrastinate. But if I say, oh, I don't procrastinate. I do things when I need to get them done and I do them efficiently, then I'm going to embody that a lot more. So write down the things you think about yourself And decide if you'd like to identify with those things. And if you wouldn't, then write down something that you would like to identify with. And align yourself with those beliefs instead. Very similar to the sentencing as before. But this is more internalized. It's more something about yourself. And usually they are triggered by the way that you talk about yourself. Or other people. Maybe you're saying things about somebody that aren't so kind. I would like to think that you would very quickly stop yourself and ask yourself if this is the truth or if this is your truth. Do you believe that this person is truly this, that and the next thing? Or is that you projecting what you think of yourself onto somebody else? And I know, that's a hard pill to swallow. So if these thoughts are happening in your subconscious, they will continue to come into your life. I have this one friend and I love her dearly. She tends to have quite a negative mindset. And she calls herself unlucky very often. And I truly believe that these things happen to her because she's constantly telling herself that she's unlucky, that bad things always happen to her, that she gets the short end of every straw because she's consistently thinking these things over and over and over again. They keep showing up in her life. But I guarantee if she changed her mindset and even when the bad things were happening, because manifestation doesn't come true overnight sometimes it does but most of the time it's something we need to continuously attract so when the bad things are happening if she could go hey that's pretty shit but everything happens for me the universe is for me never against me i'm guided and supported and she continuously spoke positive truths into her life i genuinely believe that they would come true for her one last way that you can deal with your limiting belief is to think of a role model So, I mentioned Georgie Stevenson earlier in this episode, and for me, she's a huge role model. I really love everything that she embodies. So, when I'm in a tough situation, I think, how would Georgie deal with this? I mean, this girl got her car stolen, her Porsche, that she worked really hard for, and somehow she still managed to have a positive mindset, and the freaking cops got her car back like three days later. Wild scenes. Unheard of. Mind blowing. I can't cope. So I always try to think to myself, even in the worst situations, how would Georgie deal with this situation? So find yourself a role model, someone that you feel really speaks to your soul, that you really admire, they have things that you want, because we know now that if somebody else has something you want, you can have it too. There's no reason you can't. You're the only person standing in your way. So I know I typically give you one tool, but I've given you about four or five today. (laughs) on how to deal with your limiting beliefs. So pick one that speaks to you. I've used all of them and they all worked for me. I would recommend them all, but find at least one that you feel like would work for you. Don't think just about yourself. Obviously that part is very important, but also think about what you think about other people, what you think about business, what you think about your work, What do you think about your lifestyle? Sit down and really think about what you want for your life and then think about all the reasons you don't believe you should have them. And that's a lot to think about. So I'm going to leave it there for you today. Thank you so much again for being here with me. I really do appreciate it. I hope that you are finding these episodes insightful and exciting and that they're having a small impact. I really appreciate those of you who have reached out to me and said the most wonderful and kind things about my podcast and about the information that I'm sharing. I'm so glad to know that they're helping. So please feel free to reach out on any kind of platform you prefer. If you have any kind of feedback for me, I do appreciate anything that you have to say. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Driver's Seat. I know when choosing a podcast, you have numerous options, so I'm grateful that you chose to spend your time with me. If you found this episode insightful, please do share it with a friend. This is an independent podcast run by This Mama and This Mama alone, so your support really does mean the world to me. I'd also love to hear your thoughts on my podcast, so please leave a review on your chosen platform. I'm always open to your feedback. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram. My tag is the driver's seat podcast, or you can email me using the podcast at gmail.com. I've linked those details for you below. I'm sending you so much love and light until next time. Enjoy the drive.